All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. 
Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boo babies. How's it going? It's going good. How about you? What's up? What's up with it? You know. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up with what's it? What's up with it? What's up? What's up? Um, it's going well. It's going good. How was your weekend? Wait. Wow, you look, my, you look mad comfy. <laughs> you look the, so comfy. My weekend was nothing like this. It was chill, oh. but it was oh. fun chill. Mm-hmm. It was busy. Okay, what was so Did busy Did not feel about like it? a quarantine weekend. What was so busy about it? So Friday, we celebrated Germany's boo-boo baby's birthday. We did, my With honey. a nice, intimate dinner. Yes. Um, You can read more about that on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Germany wrote a little blog post that almost moved me to tears. <laughs> Shit. Um, so we did that on Friday. It was so nice. Did he enjoy it? He had a great time. Good. You know what? Actually, um, when we like kind of recapped the night on mm-hmm. Friday evening or whatever day it was, he was like, you know, I was a little speechless. Like we said. I could tell he was speechless. He was. I could tell he was at loss for words he in a was. good way. Yeah, he said he's never had anybody celebrate him like that before. Aww. So he's so used to giving that it was um, nice to receive. Nice to receive and kind of like a little awkward, d- different. Yeah, like the energy was different. He was like, I kind of had to like sit back and really digest. Mm. He was like, because mm. it was really different. So I was like, I could tell. <laughs> I'm like, I could tell that I had blew your mind. Oh, shit. The Alexa play upgrade you. Right. I'm like, yes, you never had. Yeah. This is what you get when you deal with a 32-year-old. Right, about 32-year-old grown babbit. I'm like, this is what it's like. Welcome. Welcome here. I'm glad he enjoyed it. It was he nice. Did. Everything turned out very nice, beautiful. Yeah. Food was good. The vibe was set. People, People were great. People were great. Amazing it time. It was just nice. It was amazing time. It was nice and... And thank you for all your help again. You're Read my blog welcome. post. You're very welcome. Read it's my, my pleasure. Yes. So we had a good time. What else did you do this weekend? So that was Friday. Saturday, um, I had an event to do. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful event. For a bir- thank you for a birthday, which turned out beautiful. Um, a homegirl's birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, Sunday, just chilled. Okay. Took Kept it easy. Mm-hmm. Relaxed. How about you, other than the Friday shebang? Um, what did I do How on Saturday? How was your weekend? You worked. Ugh. <laughs> See, I worked. I worked on Saturday, and then did I just come home? Oh, yeah, and then I came home. Um, did you finish Married at First Sight? Almost. Okay. But Andres came over. He doesn't like it, so I couldn't mm. really, like, yeah, yeah, tap yeah. in. We started watching a movie, Ava, <laughs> Oh, I saw Netflix. that on Netflix. Terrible movie. Well, you know what you should watch, girl. I, I know what you're going to tell Sunday. me. No, it's this docu-series called Tell Me Who I Am. Oh, what is that about some psychic shit? It's about two twin brothers, right? Mm. When one of the twins was like 18, 17 or 18, he got into a motorcycle mi- accident and all his memory got wiped out. 
Oh. And the only person he remembered was his brother. Oh, okay. I his think twin I, brother. I think I remember this coming up. So his twin brother, like, basically told him everything about their childhood. And yeah. he, made, he painted the picture like they had a beautiful childhood. But really, they didn't, huh? They didn't, bitch. It was horrible. Uh, and all of that scary? came to the surface. It's not scary. It's just sick. Okay. Um, okay, you know what? So yesterday, we watched Parasite. Do you remember that Parasite? It was like a movie and uh, like it's basically like a Korean film and it's all subtitles, but it is so fucking good. Hey, it you is gotta really so pay fucking... attention with subtitles. You know, I like to watch it where I can be on my phone. You can't do that. It's But it's so fucking good. Mm. I was shook. It's good. It kept is it me involved. scary? No, 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 no. And I kept saying, is it scary, baby? Is it scary? Yeah. You know, I I'd be low-key talking I through the movie. you talk. <laughs> Tell me what's next. Okay, so is this going to happen? You I and like, Kayla are the same. I'd be like, we babe. need to wait and see. No, I'm like, babe, are they about to? Because he's seen it. He's like, it's getting good. It's getting good. I'm like, yeah, so tell me what's coming. But you have to watch it. So Okay, Parasite. Is that on Netflix? It's on Hulu, but you have to log in. And speaking of Netflix, the price is going up. I know. I'm hoping my mom still pays it. It's going to be $17.90 motherfucking nine. I said, what? That's ridiculous to me. Paying $20. Two hundred uh, occasion for Two, Netflix. Twenty hundred occasion. I'm like, hey, ah. I, you know, I don't pay for shit. I use my mom's <sighs> Netflix in Hulu. Wow. I use a login for everything <laughs> else. <laughs> uh, I can't. I'm like, you know what? You remember that meme that said. I have Hulu, Disney Plus, and Netflix. You will not speak to me oh, like I I'm regular. I do pay for Hoop, Disney Plus on my own. On my own. You kept that? $10. You I need it? to cut that shit off. I, barely I know. I'm like, you kept on. it? I thought you were ca- you were canceling that after your one for a year. No, it's still there. Ugh, so anyway, yeah. So we kept it low-key Sunday. Um, went back to clean up all the shit that we used for Friday. So it was low-key. And here we are today, Monday. Welcome. Hi. Kiki with y'all. Yeah. So, new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. So, what I did have planned for my Saturday night was versus Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. I already told y'all last week who mm. I was rocking with. Keisha. Yeah. yeah. However, Miss Ashanti. Remember that? Miss Ashanti. Yeah. Miss Ashanti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was she? The princess? The princess of R&B, no? Or was that Aaliyah? I don't think Aaliyah ever got coined anything. Maybe I don't think by anybody else. Boy, you fill me with so much joy. You take all the pain away from me. Anyways, so Versus ended up getting canceled because Miss Miss Ashanti. Stop calling her Miss Ashanti. <laughs> Miss Ashanti tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Right before, because you know they have to do the rapid test. Wow, could you imagine? Now that's how it be. That's how it spreads like wild. No, seriously, that's how it spreads like wildfire. Because she probably didn't feel badly. I bet she And she would have been coming and singing foolish, foolish and rain on me. And spreading COVID. You know that little meme with Muffy where she's standing outside? No. Muffy from Arthur? No, I didn't see and that. And she's like, rain on me. <laughs> I didn't oh, see that. Won't you take that. Yeah, so she tested positive for COVID. Um, she says that she didn't get COVID from traveling because I guess she's been traveling. I don't mm. keep up with her. Yeah. But I guess she's been traveling. She said she got it from hugging a f- family member who... Um, how she knows exactly how she got it. The who pinpoint. didn't know that they had COVID. The pinpoint. The pinpoint, That's what she said. So now that the verses has been rescheduled to January 9th, and I want everyone to use this time 
to get motherfucking familiar and put some respect. Don't say on Keisha. On Keisha Cole's name. Put Keisha was looking cute. People, Keisha was looking so cute. She the titties were sitting. The chain was sitting on top of titty. <laughs> the ponytail was slicked. Baby girl has a beat. She was ready to take us there. She was. <laughs> she was ready. She was ready. I don't love you. She and was people ready. saying that Keisha Cole only got two to three bangers. Like, first of all, the first two albums. I know you say I listen to music. That's heartbreaking, heart wrenching. But bitch, listen. To you me. know what? That kind of music reminds. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say it because you know why? I'm not. I'm just not. <laughs> why? I'll tell you after. No. <laughs> <laughs> Because somebody would have been thinking it was it. terrible. No, 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 no. It. No, you know the kind of, you like ghetto bitch music type of like awful swing. <laughs> Just hurtful. What? It reminds me of, um. I'll tell you later. No, I want you to tell me now. No. Anyway, yeah. so the Keisha Cole has hits. Listen to the first two the albums. First two, the first album was good. And the second one <laughs> was great. They were good. The I haven't, and I honestly haven't listened to any after that. You know, I just had the, oh, you know that one song that she had with Tupac? He was, huh? the play your cards right. I never heard I it. I want to be the one who, oh. who you can depend on to huh. <laughs> play your cards right. I actually need to listen to that album. And y'all need to play y'all cards right. So what do you want them to do? Oh, circle back, so listen to the catalog. Back, Jay, I want them to listen to the catalog you have until January 9th. To get familiar, and again, I am not saying that I do not like Ashanti because I do. You but just like I just Keisha want Cole people more. to have respect on Keisha Cole's name. They're making it seem like she don't have a dog in this fight, and Keisha Cole <laughs> has a pit bull in the fight. The fuck? <laughs> so the Rottweiler, like shit. what? <laughs> okay, okay. So that verses got canceled, and I was like, well, there goes my little Saturday night fun. Oh yeah. When it got canceled, but then they came back. Yeah, they ran it back. <laughs> they came back around and announced that this Saturday uh-huh. we will have. Who will we have? E40. Yeah, area. <laughs> like that. AKA 40 Water. Come on. Versus Too Short, AKA Short Dog. Wow. So if you know anything about me, if you've been listening to this show, <laughs> I mean, you already know where I'm from. And you already know that I rep it with pride. Where are so you from? So this is going to the Bay. So this is going to be legendary. First of all, this is not a competition. No, no, no. It's a celebration. This is a celebration. Celebrating legends. I'm already planning to be going dumb as fuck in my living room. Lord Jesus. On the floor. I need to put my scarf on. Like I was at prom. Lord. Going when they play the um Tell Me When to Go. The track the um I wanna hear of, Yay Area. I wanna hear the track of Demix version of Tell Me When to Go. I wanna hear the track of Demix. <laughs> I want to hear the Trackademics because when they, they had it like a choir in the beginning. <laughs> it goes, dumb, we go dumb, oh, we I go know. dumb. The, yes, yes, I know that one. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's going to be pretty lit. I cannot wait. Now, if you know anything about me. If you know anything you, about Germany, <laughs> people think she's from the Bay. If you've been listening to this podcast, yes, okay? Yeah. You already know what's popping, town business. I'm ready to turn <laughs> up. I'm ready to <laughs> shake my locks okay shake them dreads i mean hey we may have to record this for patreon or something because we really gonna be germany gonna have her scarf on i already know i have to that's the only way i can preserve my hair Brittany. now come on no you're gonna have your scarf on i run hot i oh you know what i wish what 
I wish we could be at the house because I want to see Jack. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. 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 That Now that, now that I have to make sure that he's aware. If y'all don't know, my stepdad is also from the Bay. Mm-hmm. He's from Oakland. And he stays popping his collar. So you already know it's popping. It's just, it was made for Jack to be my stepdad. Yeah. It was made. So we're excited. Um, let us know if you're excited too. This I cannot wait. I hope none of these motherfuckers test positive for COVID. I don't think so. They probably are already quarantining. Too sure said he wasn't going to do it. But then he said that E-40 called him on three-way with Swiss uh, Beats on the line. And they was like, do you know what this would do for the culture? There would be nobody else that E-40 could go up against. Maybe they could put him against somebody from the East Coast? No. Only person that I could see E-40 going up in, against would be... um. And, you know, they don't even have as many hits. Um, it starts with a P. P. Miller? Uh, who is that? Percy? <laughs> uh-uh, no, 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 no. I'll come back. It'll come back around to me from okay. Pomona. I mean, uh, from Pomona. And that's how we do it in Pomona, fool. What's my guy's name? Come on, give me his name. I don't know who you're talking about. You're talking about DJ Quick? N- fuck no. Hold on now. Do not. What? <laughs> he couldn't. No, 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 no. You know how I oh, feel about DJ Quick. Oh, he actually could. I mean, E-40 I can see I can see E forty and DJ, DJ Quick, Quick because oh hell no, you know how I feel about DJ Quick, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm from the Bay, I'm from the Bay, but when I'm from here and it's DJ Quick involved, and I'm from here and DJ Quick is involved, what's my guys? And that's how we do it in Pomona, fool. Come on, body water water, would you sprinkle me? I love sprinkle body me, water, man. Body water water, you? I'm gonna be having my <sighs> finger like I'm gonna be having my finger on my collar, just like this. Uh, my two fingers gripping my collar. I know. This face, back bent, neat bitch. This face. Uh. Braid swinging, doors open, man. So, yeah, doors that's happening main. on Saturday. I'm excited. That was sugar free. Fuck. Oh, okay. Sugar free. It's it, but sugar free. He from got, Pomona? Yeah. Wow. And that's how we do it in Pomona, fool. <laughs> that's what he says. I'm like, okay. Mm uh-huh. So, That's, I'd rather give you my bitch than to let you breathe. Okay, no, um, he cannot go. He can't go. That's against, why I said he can't. He can't go against E40. He can't. He can't. But I do love a good sugar free song. Yeah. Okay. What else is up? What else is tea? Um. What else is tea? Is that this quarantine? People have been getting busy. Quarantine. Quarantine. Pregnancies have been happening. Did you see? First of all, did you see Tanache's tweet yes. where she was like, "I made it out of this um year healthy." Not sick and not pregnant. Period, poo. That deserves an award. But a couple of people have not made it out pregnant because there's been a lot of pregnancy announcements. First, I thought Carrie Hilson was pregnant because she posted that prosthetic belly. And you said it with, yesterday, you said it so confidently. Bitch, because Two she days ago, you were the, like, Carrie Hilson's pregnant. I'm like, wow. No, because Carrie Hilson tried to play us. She posted the belly with just the heart eye emojis <laughs> as a caption, not, it's a prosthetic belly, not said, a, it's wow. for a movie. The only thing she did was tag Lifetime Movie. And I don't follow her. I, d- I didn't know that. If I would have followed her, the post was sent to me saying that Kiri Hilson was pregnant. Oh, okay. If I would have followed her, I would have been tapped in enough to know. Because once I actually went to the page, I'm like, duh, she's not pregnant. Because but you she know was what just else? in Mexico. But you know what else they be doing? They be like the posting foe. old photos and shit. But she was just on a trip. Mm, and she's me. like, she looks very well along in the pregnancy. So I thought Carrie Hilson was pregnant, but that turned out to be false. But what's not false is Cassie is pregnant again and um, Christina Milian. Congratulations, ladies. Someone said that they're the poster children for redemption after time wasted. 
Do you think their time was wasted? No. Not 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 Christina, but Sierra. Sierra. Sierra Cassie? and Cassie are Oh, Sierra and Cassie. Nah, you know, I think I think the guys wasted I I think the guys were low down dirties. But I think it was all a lesson. I think it was all a good time. A lesson. And I think Cassie got a lot out of Cassie that Cassie lived her best life Come with on. Diddy. I mean, he is She really sick. did. She lived her best life. She still was able to bear children. And she's still fairly young. And she got what she needed to get from Alex Isn't Fine. Cassie like 30, our, our age, 34? I think she's like 34, 35. Well, we ain't 34. 34. We 30. I think she's 34. She might be like a year or two older. Okay. She got she got what she needed to get from Diddy. And she's getting what she needs to get from and Fine. And you know what? That's Alex. God showed you that you might have been in a 10-year scene with him, but I'll make it all happen in a one year. With and that one. is wild to me. And that is scary. <sighs> what? This, this is how God works. That's how he works. So. Yes. I mean, happy for Cassie. It's the baby back to back that would just drag me by my uterus. But that's what happens when you have babies later in age like I know, when you, you start older quick. if you want multiples you can't really give yourself i Time mean you can you can if you don't mind being pregnant later in life but if you do mind then you don't really have that much of a recovery period it's like you got to go back to back oh god i would just There's do Drake. one baby i would do one <laughs> I would be like, this is where okay, we stop. Okay, so what's the oldest? Like, if you start, if you have a kid at this age, it's just going to be a one and done. Give it to me. I already told you. At this point, 38, the cat, the Vashti is where I would have to cut it. That's not my preference, but 38 would just be like, this is it. There's nothing else So if happening. you have a 30, if you start at 38, there will be no more. There but if be you no started more. at 37, you will have another one at 38. No, 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 no. I'm saying, what is the cutoff for you to have more than one? bearing it here having it here at 38 is done so it's not about getting pregnant at 37 i can do another at 38 in the 38th year there will be no more children <laughs> <laughs> so however you want to flip and tumble it if pregnant by 37 ch child has been born at 38 then we're this is it okay the kirk franklin this is it 30 36 is what i have in me to bear multiple too yeah that's me too 36 if you want to if you want if you're confident and if i'm bearing two now this girl, I can't even imagine her bearing two. Yeah. Wow. Once two are bore. Two being bore from you. If that's happening, then you just have to look and say, Brittany's being treated well. well. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, my servant. Yeah. She's being treated well. Yeah. Because ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way that that is just my plan like that. That's, that's a lot for me to think about. Yeah. One I'm is a lot. One. One would be cool. I've kind of wrapped my mind, like my mind. If this was my mind, mm -hmm. it's, this it's is like, my mind. It's like wrapped like that around, around the it. one. Okay, just barely before it closes. Two, two is a wider grip. Yeah, two is like um, large dick in hand. Yeah, a girthy. Yeah, <laughs> one is like pencily. Yeah, pencily. A little or less a little, than a little more than pencil. One is like solid, like solid. Yeah, yeah. Two is like African. <laughs> Mandingo. Yeah. Yeah. Django. Yeah. So. Got it. Okay. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Only you God know what? knows. I was about to say, man plans, God laughs. What is that that they, <laughs> what is that that they say? Men plans, God laughs. Yeah. Whatever. Make some plans if you watch God show you some. What they, his plan. You're right. Who, who knows? What can we do? Yeah. I don't know what his plan for me is, but. 
the way I wrap my mind around it. Um, it looks different. Yeah, it looks different. But Lord, according to your will, His will will be, be done. done. Okay, your His will will hallow be thy name. name. <laughs> <laughs> Our kingdom come. Thy will be done on, on earth, earth as, as it is, is in heaven. heaven. <laughs> okay, hallow be thy name. That's how we say. <laughs> That is what we say. That is what we say. Hallow be. Yeah. Hallow be thy name. What is it? Hallow be thy. What now? Hallow be thy name. Sicko. You're very. Speaking of the wheel being done. What? What could possibly segue you in? No, because I think it was good because God, we make plans and God laughs or God has other plans. Yeah. What's that? People have been dropping like flies in 2020. Like we lost. It started off coming, just oh, yeah. popping out the bando. We had freaking Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Busting out the bando. Year, you said hopping, hopping out, out the bando. Busting out, hopping busting out. out the just a lot. Um, a lot of people have been leaving us. Mm. And I was shocked to see that Depot was gone. Oh, that came out of nowhere. And you know what? It's kind of crazy because I had seen his picture start circulating a little bit more than normal. Normal. This was before the death, oh. before going home to the Lord. Right. And I seen that. I said, oh, Debo, he was on my awareness. And then the death. You know, he was just at the Good Moms Bad Choices event. I know. I'm like, what the fuck? <sighs> and, and I also seen that he thought that he was COVID. COVID a couple of weeks before. I mean, a couple of days before passing. Right my god and the thing is he had it before though this would have been his second time second go around with covid so that means don't think because that you doesn't get the exactly that you you're know, saying that like i had it i had it back in january 2019 or whatever people were saying they had it that is November, my story December, though germany story that is my story but now it's been here so long that it's been it's mutating morphed. yeah it's the teenage mutant men ninja so i'm ready to take quarantine serious again crickets no i am too i am too i'm busting out the bando come yeah. on yeah, yeah i am too i mean shit is changing quickly we're still here locked down can't get our nails done can't get our coochies waxed did you hit up jess you know i am that's that's not, that's happening next week okay that's happening actually next week yeah i'm gonna need mine taken care of <laughs> so yeah but i mean things are scary hospitals are getting full lure so Germany works in hospitals. Yeah. Test with. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, they stressing me out. I'm like, can we implement a WFH program here? Yeah. I need a WFH, a work from home system. Right. I'm kind of burnt out from coming here. So we'll see. Prayers for you. Prayers for your families. And um, I don't know. Be safe. Um. Crazy. So yeah, that's a T for this week. Yeah. I can't really think of anything else. I think that's good. But that's what's happening. What I can't think of, though, and what I will always be able to think of is the importance of you all mm -hmm. taking two seconds out of your day to leave the homegirls a rating and a review. We're coming up on Christmas here, and this would be the perfect Christmas gift right For after Patreon. This would be the gift that keeps on giving. If you just take a little time, leave us a rating and a review, some kind words, let the homegirls know that you love it here. <laughs> just That's all we're saying. Just say you love it here. That's it. And that will help more people. You can say, it's the friendship for me. <laughs> it's the laughter for me. You can it's say authenticity for, for me. me. I mean, whatever it is for you, just drop just, it in the... Just, just let everybody it. else know what it is for you. For you. So that's, that, that's the challenge this week. Go into the ratings and the reviews in the Apple Podcast and say, it's the whatever 
for me. It's the blank. That's for it. Me. That's just one sentence. It's the blank for me. And then there you go. Your ties are paid. Yeah, let's see how many of you can do that. Let's see that. Let's see how many <clears throat> it's the blanks for me we can get. It's a challenge here. We love a challenge. Yes. Homegirls, you know that reading a good book is my jam, but since I've discovered Audible, audiobooks are my new tink. So the reason why I love Audible is because they give you access to so much. There's books, there's podcasts, there's music, so much entertainment ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, all the good shit is there on Audible. And once you become a member, you get one credit every month. That's good for any title in their premium selection of bestsellers and new releases, regardless of the price, and you can keep them forever. It's so convenient. You can listen to Audible while you're, while you're driving, while you're cooking, while you're taking care of those kids, whatever it is where it's just easier for you to do that instead of sitting down and reading an actual book. And because we love y'all and y'all love us, we have a special code for you. With this code, you can start exploring Audible with a free 30-day trial by going to audible.com slash bravado or text bravado to 500-500. Again, that's audible.com slash bravado or text bravado to 500-500. Happy listening! So let's read our review of the week. This one comes from. Busting out the bando. This one comes from Dynamic Danny. She says, inspirational big sisters. This podcast is amazing. I've been listening for a few months now, consuming as many episodes as possible. Because Brittany and Germany crack me up and inspire me each episode. Thanks to the friendship series, I was able to open up to my childhood friends about my feelings about our friendship. The Finish and Strong series, especially the creativity episode, inspired me to make my first YouTube video and start to build my social media media presence. Thank you so much for motivating me and practicing that radical honesty in each episode. So excited to keep listening. Yay. Thank you. Good luck with your YouTube as well. Yes. Great luck. <clears throat> and I'm glad that we helped you have the tools to chat with your homegirls. Yes, it's super important. So, um, we briefly men mentioned Patreon in this episode. Patreon is our even more exclusive community that we have. It's a monetary journey that, uh, well, it's a monetary exchange. Yeah. It's an energy exchange that we have over there. We give you extra content, bonus goodies, just a more intimate glimpse. You can peel back the curtain a little bit into our little a lives. Lot yeah, a lot of it. And, um, yeah, we give you extra shit. Like I said, playlist. We just got the playlist. We'll be putting on our mid-month check-in. We have an episode with my boo-boo baby coming up this month. Germany's boo-boo baby. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Germany's boo-boo baby. It's going to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> a lot there, a lot there. Yeah. So if you're interested. Um, we also have a phone call, a phone line where oh, yes. the homegirls can call us directly, leave us a voicemail, let us know what they're dealing with, and then we send them back. Um, a voice note and we've helped people figure out how we've to helped. deal with <laughs> we've given our opinion and our advice on people dealing with friends with the niggas mm -hmm. it's just basically like hitting up our cell phone yeah and we can also text you back from that number we can so text. if you want to text feel free but you have to be a patreon mommy you to do. get the number so sorry we don't give it out to everybody it's exclusive get the thing. 
So um, join us over there if you're interested in more. Um, so last week, last week's episode 168, going out sad, seasonal depression. So like we mentioned, we're in the second wave of fucking quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. So California is facing its second official shutdown and the latest stay at home orders are affecting us big time. So in last week's episode, we just had a candid conversation about the ways in which the lockdown and seasonal depression are impacting our physical, mental and emotional health and wellness. So if you haven't listened already, make sure you take a gander mm-hmm. um, and tap in because this shit is real. It's real. It's very real. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, this week, because everything is real and we need to have some tools in our toolkit, some practices that we can implement to keep us grounded, to keep us sane, to help us feel safe and just keep us centered. We decided that it would be a good idea to bring on one of our expert homegirls to talk about one of our favorite healing modalities. Mm-hmm. Sound. Sound healing. Sound healing and also um, mantras and mm-hmm. just a wave of great tools and resources. So we called up our boo-boo baby, our other boo-boo baby. one of our boo-boo babies. Yeah, Talia, um, to just give us a lot of knowledge and sound insight wow sound and sound insight i like knowledge yeah um yeah about sound therapy and sound bath sound bathing um and it's just a really great conversation um great tools like you said to help center ground refocus and get prepared to handle whatever the fuck is coming our way yeah sometimes if you um are on the outside looking in sound healing can be a little intimidating so of course we love to normalize and just make things seem just seem like obtainable i guess yeah, you can accessible say. accessible mm-hmm. and um talia does a beautiful job of breaking it down in layman's terms and helping us realize that this space is for us too so yes hopefully you all enjoyed this conversation and find some value in it like we enjoyed it make sure you follow her all the information is down in the show notes yes and uh yeah let us know what you think about it Hey, boo-boo babies. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have a really, 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 really special guest. We have our homegirl, Talia, Talia Randolph. Talia is um, certified and skill has a skill set in so many healing modalities, sound, Reiki, yoga, meditation. Are you a doula, too? End-of-life doula. See? Oh, okay. What's an end-of-life doula? The girl does everything. <laughs> the girl does everything. What's an end-of-life doula? Is that like a stillbirth? No, no. Oh. <laughs> Pretty. probably like carrying people over to the afterlife, like after they pass. Yeah. Doing in a the ceremony. Process. Yeah. Oh, and so, it, I mean, end of life doulas have been around forever. The term end of life doula is a newer one that mm-hmm. is emerging in terms of like something that someone can formally study. Mm-hmm. But it's basically the person that is with um, the one that's dying in that process and all mm. of, those, of those uncomfortable moments where maybe family is afraid to be around or doesn't want to spend that much time wow. when someone's in that process of passing. Sometimes people have like a fear or a phobia of, you know, being in hospitals or yeah. being around death. So it's just being really comfortable in that space. Um, and it's, it's honestly, I feel like a lot of work that nurses do yeah. low key, mm-hmm. you know, depending on you know, what units you're in. Like Mm -hmm. I have a friend that's in an oncology unit. And so she's constantly basically having to be this emotional and spiritual support um, for her patients. And so some doulas are partnered with hospitals where they can go in and basically relieve nurses from having to do that extra 
duty mm. um and uh, yeah and just help the dying kind of spiritually go transition. through that process so it's low-key like hospice Hospice it's very similar with the with yeah. the seems like a more personal touch yeah. i've never personally witnessed how the hospice interact but i've heard stories about how it can be a little cold, cold yeah because disengaged. yeah hospice is more like um it's it's more clinical i would say mm. you know you're going in there to do specific things like change bandages help people maybe shower yeah. and get up and do that sort of thing whereas the end of peaceful like, transition doula, pain management pain management yeah whereas doulas don't do they don't do, do that. that you're yeah. doing more emotional spirit um, and spiritual work yeah Guiding, do you also provide that sort of support for the family member mm -hmm. okay each each case is different okay. so there are some where the family is like you know, they just want me to say be working with the person who's transitioning. And there's some who the family are like really involved and also want that support and being able to have those conversations all together as a group and mm. kind of be someone that is helping just to facilitate that space for yeah. family to have those uncomfortable conversations sometimes mm. and just be open. Um, and also to just relieve family members if there's, you know, one family member where all the pressure is yeah. constantly being put that on That happens. Them. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's so special. So you're basically an angel. <laughs> <laughs> All of these things you offer, I'm like angel in disguise. She was. You're an angel. Yes, the brandy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, cue it. We're gonna plug angel in disguise right there. Yeah. Oh shit, that's kind of heavy though. Yeah. I'd be like, y'all, they dying now. They calling on me. I would be so <laughs> stressed out. So I mean, but that speaks volumes to the type of like spirit and the mind. Yes, very and calm the strength energy. You have to have within yourself to be able to just guide that kind of energy and assure people that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I would be like, I don't know. I would be crying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever so cry emotional. with them? We've totally taken a complete turn. I know. You have, have you cried with them? Or yeah. you have to be strong and be like, there are times where I've had emotions um, that have become, you know, a little raw, yeah. you know, but it's okay, you yeah. know, like it's, it's okay. Like people need to, we need to feel, I think that's the most yeah. important thing is we need to be feel and, and to just connect with each other's humanity mm -hmm. in that way. And yeah. just, I think sometimes even if the doula is getting emotional, it gives permission for the family to also be like you know we can let our guard down in this yes. moment and yeah. of course try to be as strong as possible right for everyone but if the emotions there like you can't suppress emotions that are there so obviously Period. i mean it's not a good role for someone who's constantly crying and just yeah. overly <laughs> emotional all the time yeah. yeah you still need to be like the rock the solid grounded mm -hmm. one but yeah there, there are times where you know you'll walk into a room and all of a sudden like a wall just the energy will yeah. just hit you of just what's going on you know yeah. just the dynamics of family and you, you just never know what what it's going to be like when you walk into that room for the first time Woo. okay so it's now that we have talked about end of life doula yeah tell everybody who you are just give them a quick background about you know yourself and your journey just an intro to talia who are who are you who is she who is she Yes, yeah, so <laughs> my name is talia and i do a wide range of alternative and complementary healing modalities. Like you mentioned, mm -hmm. yoga, meditation, Reiki, and sound are the main modalities that I work with. And then the end of life doula component um, is like the newest one that mm -hmm. I've added to everything that I do. 
really because of the work that I do, because even just through my Reiki practice, I work with a lot of people who have cancer. Mm. And so that's what kind of shifted me into doing the end of life work as well, because mm. it was just kind of showing up in my life. I didn't really seek it out or decide I want to be any of these things. Mm. It's just what was showing up um, in my life. And I mean, I was introduced to the healing arts by my godmother so she's a shamanic healer and she's a psychic she's a medium and she does a bunch of very esoteric out there work mm -hmm. um, and i was always just fascinated with her and the stuff that she did and she uses singing bowls um and so she was the first person who introduced me to them just as a way to help deal with um, anxiety and stress yeah. mm -hmm. um and she introduced me to aromatherapy to doing like card pulls, like tarot, mm -hmm. angel cards, that sort of thing. So all of these tools that I use today were stuff that I used growing up just to help me in my own life. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that it would be something that I would start to pursue professionally. Mm -hmm. I, it was always just, this is like lifestyle, this is stuff that I'm into. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't until I was finding myself kind of lost and not that happy after mm -hmm. college yeah. that mm -hmm. I decided that I just wanted to really dive into my spiritual practice um, wholeheartedly and study some of these modalities that really helped me. I just wanted to learn them and understand them more, take my healing deeper with no expectation that I would be a teacher of any of these things, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but just a, gen just a genuine curiosity of mm. like, I love what this has done for me. I want to learn more about, you know, why is this working? Yeah. And then it's like, once you start to learn these things, um, you feel selfish if you don't share. Mm. It's like, yeah. what is, you know, what's the point of having all of these tools and all this information if I'm just keeping it for myself and my own life? So mm. that's what started the teaching journey really was just wanting to share it with, you know, with whoever will will come to class. I love it. I love I'd that. be nervous. I'd be like, I'm not selfish, but I'm so <laughs> scared to share things. It's it takes bravery to be um open to sharing yeah. because and confidence too. Because, confidence. Yeah. Because especially I think like with something like a spiritual journey, because sometimes there's the component of people not getting it and not under or not understanding it. So when you're introducing something like that to people, sometimes they may be like, now what the fuck is wrong with right. Harmony? <laughs> She's telling us that we need to do these this sound healing. Mm. She's telling us that um, now she's saying she's chanting. Mm -hmm. like, And so if it's foreign to people, they might not be receptive, which can kind of put a little fear in the person who's given the information. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that kind of speaks volumes to... Um, your birthday event so oh yeah germany um for her birthday this year she had a sound healing a sound bath mm -hmm. experience and i know at first when you were talking about it you were like because whenever germany has her birthday she has her friends in her family involved involved yeah. so when she was first talking about it she was like i don't know like if my family will be receptive or if certain friends will be receptive to the sound healing i don't want them to think like that I'm pushing anything on them or that mm -hmm. it's like weird because like I said, everybody is at a different awareness. And so I think that was brave of you to, um, and also kind to introduce that to them. Mm -hmm. Like you guys just come, you know, try it out. Yeah. See how you feel about it. Um, they seemed receptive. They were. Yeah. yeah. My mom's super open. Um, 
my stepdad is a little different. He doesn't think it's weird, but it's just not his jam. You know, he's like, oh, what are we doing? And typically we're a dancing ass family. Like <laughs> we want the music up, we want to turn up. So it's just such a, a contrast to what I typically do. But yeah, I did have a, a sound bath, Talia led it. It was beautiful. And just to like back up a little bit, I remember when Andres first told me about Talia. Mm-hmm. It was when we first started talking, he's like, Oh, um, my homegirl Talia is having, it was when you were doing the cosmic yoga and it was going to be an element of the sound bath as well. And he's like, you and uh, Brittany should definitely go. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, this is totally some shit that Brittany and I will want to go to. So we like bought tickets and we're super interested. And of course the pandemic hit and quarantine and we never got a chance to experience it. But um, later down the line, it came back around and there was a sound healing experience that you did for just you guys as kind of close friends. That was really, really timely and I I enjoyed it so much that I was like this would be great for my birthday so now that we've kind of talked about it and how I was introduced to sound healing have you ever done a sound bath before that um yeah there's been some elements of sound remember we did it at our um show oh yes 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 but a full like bath not a full the full scrub down the rub-a-dub no okay and I really enjoyed it it was amazing so tell everybody about like what a sound bath is or what it is that you do through sound healing So with sound healing, it's a practice that has been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years, Mm -hmm. stemming from um, the Himalayas and using sound as a tool for um, healing. Mm -hmm. That's always been the reason that sound has has been around for, was using sound as the means of preventative care. Mm. And so how they're able to achieve that is through the vibration of the bowls. So the sound baths and just playing the bowls and listening to the f- tones and the frequency is definitely a newer concept. Like mm. that idea is newer. They weren't really doing sound baths like that in the mm. Himalayas. Mm-hmm. They were doing it one-on-one with the bowls on the body and around the body and it being like a treatment that you're going in for. Mm. Like if you're having, you know, some type of issue going on in your body, it's like you want to treat it at the energetic level first before it starts to manifest itself into like, you know, this real thing yeah. that you're now dealing with. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been known to be really helpful for people who um, have cancer because sound, um, it directly affects all the cells in your body. Mm-hmm. And our body is mostly water and sound moves fastest through water. And so it's like you're receiving a massage from the inside of your body. Mm-hmm. It massages all the way down to the center of your bones mm-hmm. and it helps your cells to remember their correct frequency or their correct vibration. And so wow. it's kind of like we're tuning ourselves. Yes. When we tune instruments like a guitar, piano, the strings just go out of tune just through playing yeah, and just, just natural. Wear and tear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not no fault of the piano that it went out of tune, but you have to tune it. And so it's the same thing with our energy anatomy, we go through experiences in life and they can kind of throw off our energy centers mm-hmm. and in a way where they're not communicating harmoniously with themselves. And so sound is a way for us to tune our energy centers of the body back to their correct frequency. And mm-hmm. so we're to, we're kind of programming ourselves to a frequency of healing, of health, of vitality, mm-hmm. of power, of all of these things that you know we, we want to feel deep down inside that's basically what the sound baths are are helping to do yes honey. wow so 
when you get these bowls, like, is there a certain type of bowl that you need? Because I know, like, they're selling them on Amazon. Yeah, they're everywhere. They become, like, mass-produced. So yeah. what is a way that people can ensure that they're getting a bowl with integrity and a mm-hmm. bowl that will really provide the benefits instead of just, like, I don't put the a Janae. ceramic mm-hmm. bowl on my back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's important to know that the things are sourced properly. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm happy that you asked that because there are so many people – maybe grabbing a bowl, but then not knowing what to really look for, like yes. when they're looking for bowls, because mm-hmm. some people have bowls simply just to play, you mm-hmm. know, but there's some of them are singing bowls where you play the outside rim of the bowl and it produces that really long tone that mm-hmm. gets quite loud. There's other bowls that are just bells. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes when you're buying them online, they're all called singing bowls. And so you don't always know online if the bowl that you're getting is meant to be just rung as a bell signaling this is the beginning of our meditation session Mm. or the end of our meditation session and then some of them are meant to actually be played out for longer periods of time you see i would have been like let me get all the singing the set of singing bells on amazon like what yeah so some (sighs) of them uh, so especially with the me- the metal singing bowls, yeah. um, I feel like those are the ones that people gravitate to when they're getting their first bowl. Um, and you want to get one that's handmade. Mm. See? Yeah. So I don't a- think all those ones on Amazon are handmade, huh? Probably, probably not. not. Mm. They're probably machine made. and Manufactured. It doesn't mean that it's a, a bad bowl per se, but it's just different. The vibration is not going to be as deep and Got strong. It as you want it to be those the the ones that are machine made are going to be more of like a a bell almost like a chime that you're just hitting and playing Mm -hmm. once Mm -hmm. some of them will play on the outside of the rim but it's a little hit or miss you can't always tell it seems like the colder it gets outside the thirstier my hair feels i recently started using aussie hair products which have been giving me back so much moisture I don't know if y'all know this, but I have 4D hair, 4D coils, and Aussie Miracle Moist just really makes my hair feel soft and smooth and just perfectly ready for Brittany to lock it. From cleansing to styling, and if you're a loose curl mommy, even day two, three, and four hair, Aussie products have you covered. The Miracle Moist shampoo is has become one of my favorites. Brittany put me onto this product. It's so nourishing. It's so clarifying. It has avocado and jojoba oil in it. It's like I said, it's one of my favorites. So another thing to consider, you girls know that I'm plant-based and plant-friendly. All the animals matter to me. Aussie products are also PETA certified and cruelty free so they love all types of hair and animals plus they're easy to find and affordable wherever you shop you can find aussie products starting at $2.99 learn more by following aussie on instagram at aussie hair usa so with the frequencies like how is there a certain way you play them like is there you know like so when you're playing the piano right or a guitar there's like music you read yeah like sheet and you music. play the music you mm-hmm. you learn how to play the music with the sound bowls how can you guarantee that you're getting the frequency that you need for healing like oh yeah is it kind of like a, a trial and error or like a tutorial like i know <laughs> if i hit it to the left that frequency is going to heal the heart if i hit it to the right or like, there's certain bowls that do that yeah like yeah okay. so the the you another thing that you want to look for is you want to look for bowls that are tuned 
as well and mm. that are specific notes mm. because each energy of the center of the body has a note that it correlates with so mm. um so if you're playing but also what people don't know is that the melodic scales for crystal bowls and for tibetan bowls are different wow See, there's a lot. They mix and imagine. They probably mix and imagine. So with the crystal bowls, for Mm. example, um, the F note is for the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. And so when you're playing the F note bowl, that's the energy center that is, it's having an effect over the whole body regardless, but that's the energy center that's being activated the most when you're playing um, the F note bowl. See, got it I so you have to really that. look for the bowls that you need you can't just have a bunch of a, um i would just be picking up all of the bowls i wouldn't even know but it can also sometimes be intuitive practice. like like how when you go shop for a crystal for example sometimes the one that you naturally gravitate towards and then look up what it means is like, what you oh, needed after like, all that's what i need got so you. it can be intuitive like that as well you don't necessarily some people go out knowing okay i want to get this note you know like for the first bowl that i got it was gifted to me, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't have really any choice over that bowl, mm-hmm. but it was perfect. It was an F note bowl and I just, I played it all the time. And really? it was just, yeah, yeah, I feel like you can never, you know, have a heart that's too active, too you know? Cool, but that's yeah. another thing that I think starting off with um, an F note or a C note in the crystal bowls is a good place for anyone to start. F note is for the heart, C is for the root. So I feel like those are two energy centers that are okay to be constantly activated Mm -hmm. because we're going through a lot of, our root chakra is connected to our fight or flight instinct. Mm -hmm. It's connected to all of our primal needs, our basic needs being met. It's connected to our sense of family Mm -hmm. and relationships within the family. Um, and so I feel like those are themes that a lot of people are constantly moving through yeah. um, on a daily basis. And so activating that center and helping to balance and clear that center of the body, that's okay to keep doing. And same with the heart. It's mm-hmm. like we want to constantly be opening the heart and releasing any weight that might be on the heart energetically through our experiences. Mm-hmm. But for example, if someone is constantly hyper-focused on their third eye energy center and only focus on activating that, that can kind of put you out of balance. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're not dealing with yeah. the other crucial areas as well. Got it. So you mentioned that when you first got your first bowl, you were playing it all the time. How, two things, two questions. How has sound specifically helped you in your own journey, your own healing journey? And then how frequently are you playing these bowls or like should a person play them? Do you play your bowls like once a day, no matter like if you're teaching or mm-hmm. coming, going as a part of your own practice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a it's a great when a lot of people are asking, you know, how do I start my meditation practice? Um, and a lot of times we're looking for some type of tool or anchor or, you know, cause when we play a sport, you know, we know, okay, I, I'm playing basketball, so I need a basketball and like, you just have the things to play. So with meditation, I like having a singing bowl nearby mm-hmm. because I just play it to signal. This is a, you know, formally, this is the start of my practice. And then I can play it throughout to help constantly bring me back to the mm. present moment. So you can use the bowl, mm. like an anchor. Anytime the mind begins to wander, just start playing the bowl a little more and it'll help to kind of drop you back to the present moment again yeah. and again and then you can play it to end the practice so it kind of it gives your mind your thinking mind an activity and something to focus on and to do so that you can just 
settle in more easily to the present without being as distracted. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of nice because for me, meditation is very hard. And when we bring in the elements of sound, that specific type of sound, an intentional sound, it makes it easier for me to just like sink in or sort of start to, I guess, calm my mind or relax a little more. So it's nice to know that, med well, of course we know meditation isn't like a one size fits all. Like, yeah. cause a lot of times we do feel like I have to just sit there in dead ass silence and I don't know, just wait for the thoughts to stop coming. But that's nice to know, like maybe I need to get a little bowl that I could play when I'm sitting there chilling by myself. Exactly. I felt like I needed a bowl after your <laughs> birthday experience. I was Because the combination of the sound mm -hmm. And, and the initial guided meditation, the guided which was meditation, beautiful. which is that's the kind of meditator that I am. I need to be guided. Mm -hmm. I've tried to do, you know, I can do the non-guided meditation in very short increments. I can do it longer with a guide. But I think with the sound, that will help me because I definitely felt like I was more connected, more focused, Same. able to like eliminate some of the distraction. Mm -hmm. Um so I can see how pairing sound can help deepen my meditation experience for sure. Because I was like, now I need a bowl. <laughs> I need one for my home. Because I was a little emotional. I was feeling all like tearful. I'm like holding back tears. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to cry. Why not? Because Release. I know, but I was like trying to hold, I didn't want to cry. I was just like That's mainly what we thinking, have to work through right I know no honestly truly it wasn't when uh, the pandemic first started you did like a guided meditation on online Ooh, I was so you were you're on, it was on live because you were like it was you live need to listen to this Brittany. I did I sent it to Brittany Andres oh it was the one you did for the selection mm -hmm. when they were um doing like some online streaming things when we first got locked down and Andres was like oh Talia is doing meditation today and I was like oh I'm, a, I'm like peeking and this was like the peak of everything. Very uncertain times. We didn't know really. It was like the second week. Yeah, we didn't know how long this would last. And here we are nine, ten months later and we're still locked the fuck down. And I like tuned in and I was like so tearful and emotional. And I was like crying. And I'm like, damn, Talia really brought something up out of me. <laughs> I sent it to Brittany. I was like, this meditation was so good. You have to listen. Yeah. I was emotional. So I don't, I don't know. I just didn't want to. I'm super aware like of myself. So I think because I was so aware, like at my birthday, I kind of like, I'm always looking for my, at myself from the outside, right? Like I can see what I'm doing and I just didn't want to cry. I don't know why I didn't want to, but I felt like if I was probably by myself, you felt like you wanted to, but you couldn't. Yeah. If it was just me and Talia in there and she was guiding me, I probably would have been like in a full tier, like just mm -hmm. probably gratitude, thankful. It's my birthday. I was feeling like I had all my close friends and family with me. And this was such a special moment. I don't know. Why do I feel emotional now? Maybe this is the release that you needed to do on your birthday. No, I don't want to say that, okay. but I do feel a little emotional, like a yeah. little tearful. Okay. Take it away. You guys start talking. <laughs> Cause I don't want to cry. So does that speak to like the science of sound, like how sound can evoke so much emotion in us because mm. i know like outside of the sound healing experience sometimes when i'm listening to music and i'm like why is it making me feel like i want to cry yeah or sometimes it makes me feel like oh i want to be a city city girl yeah or it makes me feel like you know whatever like they, working out you have a certain playlist for working out it exactly or like motivation or i yeah. feel like i can go get a bag flip it and tumble it <laughs> and make a buy my family a house um so like how does like that work with sound and science? Like how do our minds interpret sound to where it can really like cause us to be emotional or cause us to be 
angry, whatever the emotion is, how does that work? I mean, so sound is moving energy in your body mm-hmm. and it helps to find stagnant energy that is not moving and to break it up and to move it Mm. and so when that movement happens that's usually when we start to experience an emotion Mm -hmm. and so sometimes but there is a difference between sound healing and music therapy Mm. okay so you know music therapy is a field that's used to help people heal um, through music either through playing instruments or through listening you know to live music and that sort of thing it's really healing um on a therapeutic end. The difference between music therapy and sound healing is that sound healing is spontaneous. Earlier you were asking, you know, like with instruments, there's notes and there's sheet music, you know, that you're reading and you're playing. With singing bowls, when they're tuned, they're they're the same notes on the melodic scale, but they're not meant to be played like a melody that your brain can follow. So Mm. what's been proven scientifically is that when the sound is spontaneous and when your mind can't predict what's coming up next, Mm. you're able to drop more deeply into the present moment and to just simply surrender to the experience that's happening. And then through any stagnant energy that's living in the body, once the sound is able to kind of find it and penetrate through to it, that's when you start to feel the release that will mm. kind of manifest itself as tears or maybe it's just complete bliss and happiness that you're experiencing. Um, but it's having a deep effect on just your subtle energetic body, mm-hmm. which is so powerful and sound helps us to realize how powerful that part, that non-physical part of ourselves really is. A lot of us feel disconnected from our emotions, our emotional body, or, you know, if you say energy centers, or like, where, what, like, you know, what does this mean? But when you're dropping into meditation, when you have the sound going at the same time, you can really start to create a deeper and more intimate connection to your body, just through the breath, through the Mm -hmm. sound, you start to have this whole new relationship with yourself where you understand that, you know, you are you are physical, you know, you're made of matter, but you're also a non-physical being as well. And so mm-hmm. through the meditation practice, we're really helping other people to just tap into the non-physical part of themselves, their essence, their soul, their higher self. You know, there's so many different words for it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely helping people to tap into that space. Yeah. And just experience, it's just direct experience. You know, it's like you can talk yeah. and talk and talk about it, but until you just experience it, you're like, wow, okay, now I get it. Now I understand. Yeah, know? it definitely feels like you're not, I guess, in control. Yeah. Not being able to know what's coming next or predict what's going to happen next. It's like, because back the, to Germany's the, birthday. <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. When you played those like wave sounds. That sounds like water. It sounds, like, sh- you, it sounds like we were at the ocean. I was like, you weren't I don't expecting. know what the hell this is, but I like it and I needed it like it really made me it like took it to another level that i didn't expect because we had been like doing a couple of different things and then when that hit i was like yes and when i was talking to dustin in the dms about like um sound baths and stuff we were talking about sound baths and i was like yeah one time i went to a sound bath and (laughs) it was like the the wave sounds and he were like and he was like did talia do it and i was like She's she known in it. the streets. <laughs> she did it. The girl's known in the streets. She did it. No, that's how I felt too. The first time Talia did that, it honestly when I when I was having my experience 
at the sound bath or, you know, when I'm being guided through, mm -hmm. it's almost like being asleep, but not. It's like the space in between awake and sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like I'll, I'll feel like I'm sleeping and all of a sudden I'll realize that I'm really awake. Yeah. And when that sound, that rain sound hit, I was like, oh, bitch, I'm awake now. I hear. I hear. It's so like peaceful. And you are starting to move through um, different levels of consciousness and awareness mm. and different um, brainwave states, mm. you know, and so and you're starting to experience them consciously. So oh, that's, that's what's what really is. powerful is like it really helps you to create a deeper relationship to your own mind and mm. understand what it's like to oh, I was in the theta state, you know? Oh, wow. Like that's what that's that's what the meditation brought me to. It brought me to this theta state, which is a deeply healing state where you're able to still remain conscious, but the body feels completely asleep. And then, you know, when you're in that deep rest, then self-healing is a, a natural phenomenon. Yes. You know, like it's not really me, the healer, doing anything specific. I'm helping to bring your body back to its own state of homeostasis. I'm just helping to bring you back to your natural state of balance. And when you're in that space, your body knows what to do to begin that process of self-healing because every organ in the body has been designed to self-heal. Mm. Now we do things to damage them so that they're not able to self-heal and you know perform properly. But ideally, our you know our bodies know how to heal. Yes. Oh Lord, we should be using this. This is why um, Western medicine needs to tap in. Modern medicine needs to tap in with this sort of healing modalities. Yeah. I feel like think people would be better off if they had access to things like this because it's relatively affordable. Depending on where you are, it's relatively accessible. Um, and it's just so enjoyable. I mean, here in LA, you can get a sound. I feel like you can get a sound bath pretty easily. Talia does yeah. them all the time. <laughs> yeah. it's And that's one thing I love about being in LA. And I agree that Western medicine should start taking a more holistic approach because yes. there's so many different things that need to be addressed that just slapping medication yes. on it won't necessarily fix. Like there's diet, there's habits, Exercise, there's incorporating the sound, rest. yoga, whatever you need. Yeah. I love it. Think fast. Are you a pig person or the floss drink sort? No matter how you clean in between, Quip has you covered and their new refillable floss pig makes it easy on the go. You all know Quip, the electronic toothbrush you hear about all the time, but it's their sleek reusable floss pick you'll want to use next. The durable handle is easy to guide, restrings with a click, and comes with a compact mirrored dispensing case for on the go. I love how cute and sleek it is. Yes. Plus, a single refill pod replaces over 180 single-use plastic flossers, so it's better for your teeth and the environment. Not a pick person? Quip also has refillable floss string that expands to clean. This holiday season, check out Quip's exclusive deals. And if you go to getquip.com slash BGV right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash BGV. Let me spell that for you. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash BGV Quip Better Oral Health Made Simple Okay so because mm -hmm. you are a healer and this is such giving work do you ever find time that you have to step back and 
kind of or how do you step back and nourish yourself so that you can provide the I guess the most to your clients to the people that your community what does that process look like for you I mean over the years it's it's something that I've had to um get more comfortable with and just knowing like I deserve to be pampered mm -hmm. you know and and just claiming that for myself. And so now I would say I'm just very good at taking care of, I'm very good at taking care of myself. Good. Um, I, and for everyone that looks a little bit different, mm -hmm. but I know exactly what I need to do anytime I'm feeling the slightest bit off. And I, I make sure to be just taking care of myself on a regular basis. And so like, what does that mean? So for me, taking care of myself means just getting out in nature and hiking mm -hmm. or going out for really long walks like that's really crucial daily non-negotiable thing that i have to do mm -hmm. another thing that i mean it's harder right now because of covid but before covid like i love the spa mm -hmm. i was at korean spas i was mm -hmm. at bath houses anytime i have a chance to get in a hot tub and just pamper myself and get massages i just got a massage a few days ago yes. with the mask on and everything i was like i <laughs> need, need to do yeah i was yeah. like i need to do this so for me it's like it's the spa and just pampering myself and allowing myself to you know to be the client and to be the one you know that's being loved up on yes. and just making sure that that is something that i always do like i'm always oh. getting massages and just, you know, doing little things or a facial, mm. you know, or a good pedicure, you know, just like making sure I'm just doing these things to take care of myself. And then I'm always a student first, like I'm always taking other people's classes mm. um, and just making sure that I'm also staying a student and not just sitting yes. in the seat of the teacher. Yeah. We love a good massage. I need to get one. Me too. I was just saying another day, like, I really need a massage. And I was actually talking about the Korean spa, how we oh. have such a beautiful experience every time we go. You're just like completely in the nude. Yeah. Getting your body rubbed, laying in <laughs> Himalayan salt, laying on hot rocks. Just I you know what I love the about the Korean days. spa? It's so accessible and affordable. Like luxuriating exactly. that way and yeah. like being in the lap of luxury. It's just accessible. It's like you just pay a flat rate, you go chill. You can be in there hours all damn day. Mm -hmm. And then of course there's other amenities that you can add to your experience, but uh, Bring it back. I Bring just memories. I, I just wish because it's not happening anymore, huh? Not now. No. Poor Korean bathhouses. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably suffering. Uh, hell yeah. Like everyone else. But damn. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of. It's I love cool. like also finding natural hot springs too. Mm. Those are super healing. So I have a spot that I have. You guys ever been to Ojai? Oh, no, we but we've been talking about it. Yeah, there's, yeah. A place in, about. there's a place in Ojai called Ecotopia. Ooh, right down. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, natural hot springs, like literally in the rocks. Mm. And you literally just get naked and you're out in nature oh. and you just get into these hot springs yeah. that are like really hot, you know, like really Ooh. warm, like yeah, a hot tub. Yeah, it to me. Like oh, I saw wow. there was some in like Utah. And yep. I was looking at like things to do mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's a vibe. That looks amazing. Uh, There's another one in um, Desert Hot Springs called Two Bunch Palms. Mm -hmm. That's another one that I like to go to. It's not, it's natural hot spring water, but they feed it into like these private tubs. Okay. okay. So you don't, you're not like in the nature, in, yeah, like in the rocks exposed. like that. Yeah. But yeah, but it's still the same waters and uh, it's super healing. And I love, I love that. Hot I love 
I do feel like recharging in nature is a thing. Yeah. And you know, when I looked it up, they said for Virgos, that is how we recharge. Hiking, being out in nature, which I, I need to get the fuck out more. <laughs> like, I wonder what they said about Libras. Probably being around people. I like that. <laughs> and I like being in nature, too. Yeah, I know you like being in nature, too. And being amongst the animals. Yeah. I like doing The doctor do it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So another part of um, the experience with Germany's birthday was the chanting in mantras. That was another thing that I wasn't expecting, but again, pleasantly surprised. I too wasn't expecting. I was like, this is a full. I said, oh, Talia, she, she sounds as if she's singing. She yeah. sounds as if she's singing and doing <laughs> a little chant. You vocals on you for sure. I know. That's what Brittany said. Oh, baby girl can sing. <laughs> we were like, yes, Talia has a little um, voice box on her. She for sure has some vocals on you. I was like, oh, what? Oh, sweet sound of chant. I'm like, right. I was awakened. I'm like, oh, so much chanting. Yes. Is it Talia? It was so good. It was so good. Sorry, go ahead. So can you like explain the mantra practice? Because um, there's a lot of messaging about mantras, but like what exactly are like mantras? How do they differ from affirmations? Because here's another side note. So on Hinge, your dating app, like one of the prompts that you can put is like, what is your mantra? And then people put stuff like, uh, Riding around and getting it or something. No, look both ways before you cross me or do unto others as you want done to you. Like a little they vary. slogan, a little yeah, so, life phrase. So like we're looking for mantras for healing. So like can you elaborate on mantra practices? Like what exactly is a mantra and how it differs from an affirmation? Yeah, so mantras are the word mantra. We use it really loosely mm -hmm. just like in western culture yeah. we say mantra when we actually mean affirmation or intention yeah so those are totally different because mantras are in sanskrit they're like they're most likely hindu there's also tibetan sanskrit mantras so just places that where their countries connect to the himalayas mm -hmm. essentially is where you know all the sanskrit is coming from and so mantras traditionally they're always going to be in Sanskrit, either Hindu or Tibetan. Mm -hmm. um, and it differs from intention setting because intention setting is like, is like declaring, is like manifestation. It's kind of like, you know, you pick a sentence of like, I am powerful. Yeah, powerful today. Like that can be like an affirmation, mm -hmm. a statement where mantras go way deeper and it's not only the meaning of the mantra and the words that you're saying, it's the vibration of the Sanskrit, which is what is powerful. Mm. That's the science behind a mantra is, is the vibration kind of like sound healing. Yeah. So when you are saying the Sanskrit words within your own body, you're creating a vibration mm. in your body as you're saying it. And that vibration in itself is healing words set aside. Whereas when you say like, I am powerful, there's not a very strong vibration mm -hmm. to just speaking those English words. Right. You know, it's good to say it out loud, but in terms of it having like this deeper effect on all the cells in your body and how the vibration's moving through you, that's the real power and the reason why people recite usually 108 times. Ooh, is, what? The, is the is the full length mantra if you're gonna actually, 
you know, do it the traditional way is you chant the same mantra 108 times. And that's like the sacred number that's written in all the scriptures of how many wow. times you're supposed to. And it's very similar to a rosary. When people do rosary yeah. prayers mm -hmm. and use rosaries, that's the same thing as a meditation mala. A meditation mala is exactly like a rosary, has 108 beads. And so whichever mantra you choose, you're reciting it 108 times. And so usually people, when they're new and like more beginner, they're going to start off with a single sound or a single Sanskrit word. Um, and then they'll work themselves up to chanting for longer periods mm -hmm. of time. Um, and so that's when the mantras start to get much longer, longer. Mm -hmm. and the meaning starts to get more and more complex. So Come. you may start with something like, um, and then you'll add another word to, um, or it's already, it's already the mantra itself is already like written, yes. written, right? So, you just so take maybe you'll take one word and start with that for 108 times consecutively and then add the second part of the mantra and then add the third part. Like you do the mantra you, in full. So oh. there's mantras that are different lengths. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can, you can just chant Om. Om is the primordial sound of the universe and of mm -hmm. creation. Okay. And so you're kind of invoking that just celestial universal energy when you're oming of and Om is actually a really powerful mantra, which it's so popularized in the West, but it's extremely complex because it's essentially meaning like I am nothing and mm. tapping into nothingness. Mm. And for a lot of people, that's just like, you know, it's way too deep <laughs> to, yeah. to just land at that being like, this is the first mantra I'm introducing is right. Om. It's just, you know, more so because of yoga and stuff like that, that people are more familiar with it. But different mantras are different lengths. Mm. And so the more advanced you get in your mantra practice, you're going to do a longer mantra, but you wouldn't just do say like three words from the mantra. Right. Example. You can't chop and screw it. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I would be thinking. Like I'm taking, I'm oh, taking no, this yo. from this today. Yeah. yeah. And then, if you think about it, it's like mantra is already a sacred science and it's been used for thousands of years mm -hmm. and it's been put together in a way that is so perfect. So mm. it would, yeah, it would definitely be devalue it. Devalue <laughs> it if we were like, oh, like I'm gonna pull like um, yeah. this word and this word and you know mm -hmm. these Sanskrit words and kind of put them together and make my own. Like you could do that, but the real magic is in doing the traditional the mantras fool. that have been around for centuries. I can imagine it. That is probably it. Probably takes so long to perfect and practice because you also have to do it to the certain melody, right? You can't just like. Okay, so when you have the the mantra and you read it, do you have to have heard it from some other traditional sacred place first to get it and know the melody? Or do you just like go off the top of, you know, you know what I mean? Like, do you like, just read it and then make your it, own? Do you just read it? So there are some singers that are learning mantras and then making them like music, which starts to kind of blur the line between sound healing and music therapy. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like there's a lot it's of... Go ahead, Talia, because yeah. I'm going to bring it back around. <laughs> I'm about to tell you some story. Yeah, because there's more and more singers um, that are doing that. But Sanskrit in itself, when you know how to read Sanskrit, you're essentially reading sheet music. Mm. So the tones and the intonations and everything you're supposed to do with your voice is built into the Sanskrit already. So Sanskrit, when you're reading it, if you actually know how to read proper a Sanskrit, it's going to be written out like sheet music. You'll already know it. So, so you read Sanskrit. Very basically. Okay. Yeah, like I know the mantras that I know that have been taught to me mm -hmm. from my teachers. Got Those it. are the mantras I know. But it, yeah, it's really hard to just find a mantra on the internet and teach yourself how to do it unless you are listening to a recording of someone who's doing like the proper 
um, pronunciation. Got it. So you do need to hear it first. You kind of need to hear it first. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we were talking about mantras. And another thing that I really I learned recently is like to distinguish between affirmations and mantras. Affirmations are a way that we condition our mind and mantras are the way that we go like transcend the mind, right? Exactly. Completely leave it. And I was thinking to myself, wow, I need to implement some mantras into my For life. Sure. I need to listen to them, right? Have them in the background or yeah. or whatever in the morning. The thing is another type of meditation is called japa meditation. Mm -hmm. And japa meditation is repetition. So that's why it's like you're repeating it the 108 times. But mm -hmm. a part of the reason for that is because when you are doing a repetitive meditation, you're putting the mantra into your subconscious mind. Mm. And so then that mantra and the energy of that mantra is is helping you transcend even when you're not thinking about meditation. I need you're that type. You're thinking about, Same. right? Because when you're saying an affirmation, you're saying it like in your waking state and you might repeat it one, two, three times and then go about your day. But when you're taking the time to actually repeat a mantra 108 times or to just have it constantly playing in the background, over time it starts to get embedded into your subconscious yes. mind subconscious. so that you can reprogram your mind and get rid of old limiting beliefs yes. and start to intentionally program your mind to exactly do what you're saying is transcend and that, that's where the real work happens the work that's where it really happens because a lot of the times when we are repeating um not to make devalue. them devalue them but when we are repeating some affirmations we are only doing it on a conscious level like right now i'm saying i'm a bad bitch mm -hmm. two times and then <laughs> something happens and I done forgot what I what I said but when you're really getting those things deep inside it's like they I can't even see you. anything that's an, I can't take in or confirm anything that's an opposing belief because so deeply embedded is how I've really trained my mind to think and feel yes deep. um so I was saying wow I need to implement some mantras in the morning in the night and then I said now where would I find this would I just go on Spotify? And then I started looking. I said, oh, no, no, no. Because I know. Aren't you supposed to be listening to the ancient mantras? <laughs> I'm like, these modern folks done went and started. I don't even know if this is real. Yeah, it, it's hard. Like, there, there's definitely quality um, artists out there that are doing traditional mantras um, that are available on Spotify. Okay. I listen to them as well. Um, but, yeah, you definitely need to kind of know what you're yeah. looking for. Yeah. Because so it's kind of watered down, huh? People are just doing whatever they want. Yeah. And throwing it up on Spotify. Here I am listening to somebody talk about who knows, who knows what. <laughs> I'm like, you ain't even getting deep down into my yeah. soul. Yeah, you got to be intentional. Period. Okay, Talia, send me all of your so mantra me recommendations. Tell me this, because my first introduction to a mantra was honestly, what's love got to do with it? When um, Miss Tina. Tina, Miss Tina Turner, also known as Anna Mae, she <laughs> was saying, Nami Oho Renge Kyo, or something like, like that. And I'm like, what was she saying? Yeah. And I feel like that was really helping her get out of um, that situation mm -hmm. with Ike. I really yeah, feel she was like, preparing heart and mind to yeah, flee. yeah. And so that's like a mantra, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That and was she a was Buddhist mantra. It. She was repeating it over and over and over. And I know people, probably the hundred and eight times, huh? Yeah, yeah. And they're really powerful. And you know, these are sacred mantras that have been practiced for you know so many centuries and they're powerful and they work you know so it's like we don't really need to meddle with them or change them or anything like yes. that you know they're good i wonder what, what they were what she was saying has mm -hmm. anybody done the um i'm sure it's on google i'm, I'm gonna have to look it up Nami she probably said prepare me to leave <laughs> lord 
prepare my heart because I got to get this up. Man. <laughs> I got to get up out of this horrible yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's why they're so powerful. Like they can really transform, you know, someone to like how she did, like get out of that situation literally through using mantra as an anchor to help her realize her you know her true self power. and what she deserves her power all those things and then yeah. she blew up like mike jones it was deeper than just saying i gotta go no she no, had no. To get she beyond. had to tap in she had to she tap had to in get beyond for sure yes exactly hey bookies we got something special for you are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does Black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of Black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like their narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, Black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. 
Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. <sighs> so earlier... You mentioned that your godmother and some seems like mentors or elders were really influential. You got to take the top off, girl. <laughs> Tyler's trying to pour the wine with the top on. <laughs> we're really influential in you developing this wellness practice, something that you've always seen. Um, you have a virtual. You want more? <laughs> you and your mother work together and you do work the Lotus Circle. How is that working with your mom doing such like powerful spiritual work? It's, I mean, it's. Tell everybody what the Lotus Circle is first. Yeah, so the Lotus Circle is something that my mom and I started um, at the beginning of the quarantine initially. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember which month we did the first one, um, but it was really just because we were 
no, we're separated right now because my family's in Canada. Mm -hmm. I'm here in Los Angeles in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And my mom and I were just, you know, yearning just for a deeper connection um, and to do something that would just help us, you know, just like a reason to yeah. just like be collaborating and working on something. And I always saw us coming together and working together at some point. Like it's something we've always wanted to do, but we just thought like the distance was an issue. We just yeah. thought, oh, like, you know, one day like when we'll we're close yeah when mm -hmm. we're close like i'll do it on a trip home we'll plan something or mm -hmm. when you come and visit me and then COVID happened and it was just like okay well i guess we'll just put that on the back burner mm -hmm. and then after a while we were just like why actually like this might be the perfect time you know for us to kind of embark on this this new journey together and kind of bringing both of what we do together because yes. they complement each other her work with leadership development and coaching mm -hmm. Um, and then coupled with the meditation and mentorship, it just, it kind of just works so beautifully. And it takes the practice a lot deeper because mm -hmm. in, in ways that she's more skilled than me in terms of like really coaching people, um, she's able to bring that element to it, which helps people just take their meditation just to a whole new deeper level. And to also have people in real time to talk about the discovery that they just had in that session. I love that. And there's, it's always a mix of men and women, but more specifically, I would say it's, it's like a lot of women and it's just people from all over the world have joined all different ages, um, backgrounds. So it's just been so beautiful just mm -hmm. to see how people are looking just for that nurturing energy yeah. um and it's yeah it's been so amazing for oh. us to be able to just kind of connect and create something to look forward to yes. yeah i love that so speak you have something you want to say no Bibi? go ahead so the pandemic we all know that's happening this was created out of the through the pandemic and out of the pandemic how has the pandemic affected you do you see that more people are yearning for this type of healing that you do with sound and meditation or um like like what what has been your experience i mean in the beginning it was very difficult and devastating just because at the time all of my work was in person mm -hmm. and so instantly march 13th every studio that i taught for um closed for an indefinite indefinitely yeah, like yeah. no just, that was such a scary time yeah and so, so at many first, industries were petrified like is this the end for us yes exactly yeah. and so I, I definitely went through that because like online healing meditation like that stuff wasn't really popular as much mm -hmm. yeah like people were sometimes doing like online workouts yeah mm -hmm. um but in terms of healing work most of the feedback that i was getting originally was that people felt Oh, like, I'll just wait for it to reopen, you know, mm -hmm. because I feel like I need to be there. I'd be like, no, you cannot wait for it to reopen. You need to actually log in here and do it now. Lotus we Circle. <laughs> We're here for you. Come in now. Okay. Log in. Open your laptop. Yeah. God. Yeah. So it was, it was a hard adjustment and I was, I was very resistant mm. to it at first. I was very much in the mindset of like, okay, like we'll wait this out and, you know, and things will kind of go back to some type of normalcy. Yeah. And then more time kept passing and that wasn't happening. But I definitely took time off. I didn't, from that March 13th time, I took two to three weeks off from teaching just because I felt like my whole world was just kind of flipped upside down. So I was like, I can't properly hold space for people right now. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's really important that people who are teachers and doing this sort of work can recognize when not to not force it and to yeah. recognize when they're not in the space mm -hmm. to be holding the container for other people mm -hmm. and to just you know prioritize their own energy and what's going on so i definitely had to 
take some time away to just focus on all the self-care on recentering myself yeah. i was like i'm gonna do a juice cleanse you know i'm just gonna do the things just to get my mind right mm -hmm. and to just back into because uh, I, I was feeling very pessimistic and just yeah. sad yeah and i was like i have no energy to show up for other people right now so mm -hmm. i took that time and then i started to yearn for it again and then i started to get really inspired by all of my peers who are in this field who mm -hmm. started doing work online and it just started making me realize like okay if they're all doing it then like there's no reason why I can't either. And yeah. I've been putting off just launching my own thing for years. You know, I've been teaching for eight years and I just have always just been in the comfort of working for other businesses. Mm -hmm. So I finally realized, you know, if, if there's if there's a time to do it, you have time now. Yeah, You're not no working. Excuse. So, yeah. you know, it's time to get your business together. You need to get your business together, your brand, your website. You know, you just need to put the energy into doing that and just see what happens. So that process of just birthing my website and, and consolidating and putting all my services in one place was just really inspiring. Mm -hmm. And then from there, then I was just became so excited to be like, all right, well, what am I going to put on it? You know, like yeah. what are the services I'm going to offer? Like, what are, how are we going to do this? And so, but what's interesting is in the beginning, people were much more like practicing online mm -hmm. and but i would say now it has definitely um has trickled down a bit because mm -hmm. so many people are able to work again yeah whereas before when we were fully locked down and like yeah you know could not leave the house people were just like scrambling yearning for things, for things. To do. Mm -hmm. exactly. yes Th and things to do from home whereas now there's more people who are working in just like creative ways or, you know, we have to make it work, you know, like we yeah. have to yeah, make we money. Have to so there's, there's people, so less people, I guess what I'm trying to say is less people are at home doing absolutely nothing. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, we're yeah, not sure. in that phase. And so that's when I started to notice that this yearn for like safe outdoor group experiences. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm like, okay, we're going to do that right now. Yes. And so then my focus shifted away from the online stuff and is now focused on the in-person stuff. And now we're kind of going through another lull and weird time again mm -hmm. where people are now a little scared and freaked out and are, un are unsure about practicing safely outdoors. And so now I'm in another transition where I'm just like, okay, are we yeah. going to transition to being more online for the next month yeah. and just seeing how that goes? So it's really just a matter of trusting um, and allowing yourself to be guided yeah. and trying for me, trying to take the path of least resistance, you know, because yeah. I was like, once I got the online classes going, it became, um, and when I noticed the kind of interest dwindling, Yeah, you know, I was like trying to force it for a few weeks. And then I was like, I think I just need to back off for a little bit mm -hmm. and just regroup. And that's when I was like, actually, I'm going to do outdoor sound baths. So it's like we have to stay open and flexible to how things are just changing moment to moment. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, sure. it's, I don't know, it's been like the most powerful time mm. at times. And then other times it's been the most depressing where yes. it's just like, you know, what's going on with the future of my work. Cause as much as I'm enjoying, um, you know, leading my own sessions and doing my own events and that sort of thing. Um, and it's just having the community space of the studios of mm -hmm. those familiar faces that you just see, you just bump into between mm -hmm. classes, like all the studios are closed. Yeah. yeah. They still are, you yeah. know, I have one, there's one hanging on that is, you know, still open for outdoor in person, but yeah, it's just, it's really trippy yeah. how, you know, much that's all shifting. And, it, you know, it's it makes me sad for all the, the small business owners that I know who mm -hmm. own studios who've all had to shut down. shut down and 
fully closed for good, you know? Oh, Lord. It's the fully closed for good. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. It's like the the closeout sale. Like, one of the, the studios that I worked for, like, literally sold everything in the studio, did, like, a <laughs> everything must go type sale. And that that's what really hit me of, like, oh, crap. Like, this was the top meditation studio in L.A. Oh, my God. The liquidation sale. Yeah. And now it's just... It's just Poof, done. It's gone like that. Yeah. So it's 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 real. Yeah, it's scary. just real. And it's so yeah. that stuff makes me sad. Like when I yeah. when I think about that stuff, but I just for myself it's just really motivating because it's just making me feel like, well, someone's gonna have to step into the space when the time comes. Period. So. And it's you. <laughs> you know what? This also speaks to your mm -hmm. resiliency, your tenacious mentality, I guess, as an entrepreneur. Like everything still comes full circle, right? Although this is your journey and you didn't expect it to end up like this teaching and being a teacher of like this spiritual practice and wellness. Like you're still an entrepreneur at the end of the day. And I'm sure that somebody is listening to this and they're being inspired and like, okay, well, like, damn, I'm trying to teach people how to meditate. I'm trying mm -hmm. to like, you know, be a sound healer. And this is like, just, I think speaking into them that like, you can still figure out ways to be creative and move, move past the contrast. So like, that's really, I'm glad that you shared like this process of like how the pandemic affected you like also as a teacher but through it as like entrepreneurship as well because that's the tough part yeah. i feel like we're all trying to like detach from well me specifically my white man gig and hearing stories like that about entrepreneurs who are persevering through these tough times is just inspiring so that was i think that was great and seizing the moment where you can because yeah. we can just chalk it up as it's a pandemic or we're stressed and not really taking the time to grasp and take hold of opportunities that can pivot you and propel you to where you're trying to go because you're stuck in the mindset of this is depressing we're disadvantaged right now yeah um so yeah kudos to you for seeing the light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> making the light at the end of the <laughs> yeah, tunnel yeah, you the made light. the light because yeah. honey it's hard out here for a pimp yeah, <laughs> you're trying to get this money for the rent. Yeah, it's really? No, no, no. <laughs> like for real. You're trying to get the money for the rent. Like I'm so grateful. Like yeah. sometimes I say, I say all the time that I don't want to work a regular nine to five, which I don't. But there's pieces of me that are grateful. A large piece, probably 70 80 90 percent piece, <laughs> that is grateful that I can still go to work every day. Because mm -hmm. if I had to think about ways to be creative, right now, that really low through effort. my livelihood. Who's low effort? It's me? low effort to be able to go to work. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's the part of me that's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> the 90%. Because it's yeah. just like, okay, I know for sure I'm going to get my coin. Yeah. Like every but two weeks. the thing weeks. is, I think that's something that kind of a bubble that was shattered for me because I kind of like, I always kept a side job to mm. help support me in uncertain times and, you know, to just have something to fall back on just in case and with covid like that also went away so i was just like nothing is really that secure like there are some people yes. who, are, who are fortunate to yes. have you know yeah employers that you know stayed open and actually right, right. allocated paycheck protection money properly and yeah. took care of their employees but i can't say i was a part of a business that did that yeah so so yeah it's like for my, for me my cushiony you know like little Plan salary ahead, job whatever, that yeah. was like holding me down i was like at the end of the day it didn't really oh see now you brought something brought else into my awareness while you're banking on that and that rug is pulled from under the feet it's which like, can happen too at any given happen. moment it's like you might as well just take the leap of faith i'm and speaking to myself yeah i'm speaking to myself get right now get it cracking that's what it that's what matters already have that mindset already have that set up so if it should happen it's like 
I was made for this. I was waiting for you at the door. Right. I was waiting for you to snatch the rug. <laughs> <laughs> my, my two toes were yes. up. I actually I weren't even waiting. all the way on my feet. I was you know, waiting. Yes. Yeah. Do you have anything else um, for Talia? I just want you to let our listeners know where they can find you, yes. the Lotus Circle, because I'm sure they're interested in the services that you offer. Everybody so. for my birthday was like, can you send me Talia's information? Can you send me Talia's information? I'm like, of course, <laughs> yeah, we of all course. I'm like, yes, connect yeah. with her. Yeah. Like, take access of her services, please. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm based in Los Angeles, um, but I also do virtual sessions mm -hmm. like for private one-on-one, -on -one, but also private groups. That's been really powerful. It's like people getting together their own group of like five friends maybe and doing a virtual session all together. So there's really creative ways where sometimes people feel like there's nothing happening on this day and like I want to do something. It's like, yeah. well, just, just do a private session and you know, split it with all your friends yes. and you know, you make it way more accessible that way too. So through my website, airnouveau.com um, is where like all my services are, where people can book sessions or see events or classes and that sort of thing that are coming up. That's the best way to just stay connected. And then through Instagram as well, I'm always sharing everything yes. obsessively, you know, I know. People, come, I to like, sound bath, come to the sound bath. Yes. I'm like, there's so many free resources on her page and mm -hmm. just like IGTVs from the yeah. beginning of the pandemic and just like little sound baths. Maybe that's in the good way to get introduced. She has some great stuff on there. Tapping. Yeah. Like, we'll like, put that I have a lot of people. Down. Yeah. That messaged me about the IGTV sound baths that are yes. just like, this has impacted yeah. me insanely. Like I've been practicing it every day this last yes. month. And the one that you did with our own, that one's in rotation for me. It was beautiful. Oh, and yes. it had the waves. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I listened to that one. Yeah. I watched. Mm, mm -hmm. Yes, see, Tommy's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for spending time with us and ex like explaining everything to our listeners and just, I guess, making new things possible. Yeah. Sharing things. Yes, yes that's what it's it. all about. It's yes. just it's just sharing information. Yes, because I did not know yeah. about this before somebody shared it with me same i didn't know i'm like what they doing what they bathing in <laughs> i didn't know I remember i wanted to do it for my birthday when i turned 30 when we went to joshua tree but then it was sold out oh yeah okay and then we brought it back around yeah Here so we're gonna have um talia's information down in the show notes yes. so you can click it go over there follow her tap in with her yeah please so yeah i guess that's it for that's us, it huh? okay love thank you, you so much bye. thank you so much Yay. bye Thank you.